Why do we hold back? Why do we let the things around us dictate to us? The Lord's saying it's time to rise up and move forward in your full potential. Each one of us has a different task to do for the Lord. Each and every one of us. But we all have that task of going forth and sharing the gospel. Sharing who God is. Sharing who Christ is, our Lord and Savior. Some of you are getting ready to go places like you've never imagined. You know what a shame it is when we sit here in the presence of God and do the anointed word of God. And God does things and he, he takes his word and he pours it into us and then we walk out unchanged. Come on. That's a shame. That's a shame. You got to understand what's here in our midst. There are suddenlies unexpectedly coming, quickly coming, without any, I, I mean, it's a surprise. There it is, it's a suddenly. God is going to quickly bring healings and deliverance and salvation and what we need. He is equipping us. He is meeting our every need. There is nothing that we need that he will not and cannot provide. Amen. Oh, Jesus. God began to bring me to scriptures on moving forward and standing firm in the things of God. This world is crazy. There's no other way to put it. It's lost its mind and it's crazy. Amen. But thank you, God, we can get into the things of God and we can stand firm in his word. Because we know what he says and God doesn't change what is written in his word. What it says is. So we can bank on it. There's no wavering. The word says to press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded. We gotta press toward that mark faithfully. That means not we're gonna do it today and then oh well, you know, I, I, gotta, I need a couple of days just to do my own thing. That means every moment of every day we're pressing toward the mark. Every moment with faith. Knowing that he's going to do it and faithfully in our actions continuing on the straight and narrow path. Because that leads to eternal life and we want to take as many with us as we can. Amen? Uh, we must get our eyes off of the things in this world, off of the natural and get our eyes on the things of God. Yes. Uh, you see, God wants us to see things through his eyes so we know how to combat them. He wants us to see things through his eyes so we know what we need to do to take authority over that situation. If you've got situations going on in, in let's say, a business where the enemy is attacking your business, you need to be able to see that through the spiritual eyes so that you know how to take authority over that because you do have authority over it if you've given that business to God. Man. We got to do what God would have us to do. You see, too many Christ Christians have become so self-focused. It's all about what I want to do, what I feel like doing, what I don't feel like doing, where I want to be, where I don't want to be. It's all about, well, Sunday's my only day off, so I want to stay in bed and rest a little while longer. That's my only day to sleep in, take a nap in the afternoon. You see, 
we have become so self-gratifying and so self-focused that we've lost sight of what God wants us to do and who we are in Him. And it's time that we step into that and realize we've got to be committed to the things of God. Amen. It's not about whether I feel like it or not. It's about whether God's told me to or not. Amen. And it's time we raise up and walk in that instead of walking in our own flesh. Jesus, there's lost souls all around us. They need people to come to them and share the gospel. They need people to pray for them. They need people to encourage them and to lift them up because they are in a place of hopelessness. And guess what? We've got hope. And if we're not sharing it with them, we're letting them down. And I dare to say we're letting God down. <laughs> it's not, you know, the enemy is trying to distract us. He's trying to get us self-focused. He's trying to get us to the place where it doesn't matter about anybody else. Look at the culture we live in. Look at this world. It used to be a neighbor would see a neighbor in need and they were there to help. Didn't matter if it was hard physical labor or just a gallon of milk. Or maybe somebody would come in and say, I thought you might be lonely. I wanted to come see you today. Where is that today? Where is that today? We've let it go by the wayside because the world is dictating to us. At this point, stand six feet apart and don't get too close. Heaven forbid. I'm a little bit on a high horse today because God just validated so much when he was speaking to me with this message about where we need to be and how this world is destroying Christians as God created us to be. Amen. He's destroying the church. That's why there's empty pews in this house today that there are people that belong in this house that should be building them. And there's people out in the community that belong in some of these seats that we've not gotten the word out to yet. We're so self-focused and too busy. And then we go to the, well, I don't, you know, they can do that. Pastor preaches a great message. He's the preacher. He can share about the gospel. How many people can pastor get to in one day? But if every one of us reached two or three people every day, what a difference. But yet we want to sit back and say, well, I'm not good enough, or I don't have the abilities, or whatever it may be. But guess what? God has equipped you just like he has me, Pastor, Sister Judy, and everyone else in this building. Amen. And many and many other buildings right now. We have got to rise up and be the Christian the Christ-like individual that God created us to be. When I asked Jesus into my heart, yes, it was for my salvation, but that should set me on fire enough that I want to see others receive that same gift. Because that is the most precious gift ever given, is salvation. It's time we realize where we're falling short. We get busy and focused on other things and we don't have time for church. We don't have time for prayer. We don't have time to read the word. We don't have time 
but we've got time for video games, we've got time to talk on our phone, we've got time for Facebook, and we've got time for TV. I'll leave it there. <laughs> People, you can't give out to others. You can't minister to others if you're pulling out of your own self. If you've not been in the presence of the anointed word and spent time in it and hear the word released with that anointing, you are giving out of your own and not the overflow. But when we get in the presence of God and we're in church and we're absorbing that which God has given to us through that anointed word that's going forth, then we can minister to other people out of our overflow and it doesn't take us down. I am more built up and excited when I get done ministering than any other time. I can get up refreshed every morning, but I don't have near the energy that I have after I've been given an opportunity to give out the Word of God. And it may be in Walmart or it may be at the platform behind the pulpit. It doesn't matter where it is. You start sharing about God and you're going to see the difference in your own self. Amen. But you've got to be. I'm a pusher for church. You've got to be in the house of God under the anointed word. Amen. Amen. Too many people, too many of God's people have no commitment. I go and I do when I feel like it, but not when I don't. Rise up and start feeling like it all the time. You go to work whether you feel like it or not. I wonder what would happen if God said, you either start being committed or I'm taking your salvation. Maybe people would get up and start moving. That's not happening, but I'm just saying, because we look at it as, i got to go to my job whether I want to or not. If I don't, I get fired. What if it was the same with church? What if it was the same, what if it was the same with being committed to God? Well, if I'm not, then uh, he's just going to say, adios. On your merry way. No, he won't do that. But I'm telling you, we've got to have a commitment to God and to the things of God and to sharing his word. It's time to get the things of God in us. Commit to going to church. Commit to being filled with his word. Amen. Filled with his presence. Yes. Spending time with him. Commit to being in prayer and in his word. And know what we need to do and believe it. Lord. Gotta know who you are in Christ and you gotta stand. Stand. That means it doesn't matter what the world may be dictating to you. You stand on what the word of God has spoken to you. That means it doesn't matter what anybody or anything says or does you don't let it make you waver or fall or trip the word of God has many many scriptures on standing and God directed me to some specific ones that I'm going to share with you now the first one he sent me to was Ephesians 6 10 through 13 and many of us know these but God's saying Grab hold of the stand in each of these. 
Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power and in his mighty power. This is the NIV, in case you're wondering. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground after you've done everything to stand. In the King James, that verse 13 says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Folks, we've got to stand. God has given us an armor to put on. And I, I would almost guess that many of us don't do it every day. The armor of God is powerful. And it makes a difference. It protects you from those fiery darts of the enemy. It protects you from what the enemy would throw at you. Yes. It protects you and your home and your loved ones. We've got to grab hold of some things. And it helps us and gives us the ability to stand firm as the righteousness of God would have us to stand. 1 Peter 5 and 9 says to resist him. Standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. Every one of us is going through the same type of thing. It may be at different degrees. It may be different areas, but we're all under attack. The church is being attacked. Plain and simple. Yes. And we as the people of God are being attacked. Why? Because we are the church. Yes. Amen. I love this building. This is a wonderful building, and I thank God that it's warm in the winter and it's cool in the summer, especially the cool in the summer. But we, the church, occupy this building. Come on. We are the church, not the building. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Be steadfast. Stand. Go forward and do what he would have you to do with a firm stance. Philippians 1, 27. Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Are we as a body in one mind? Are we striving for the same thing? Too many places, too many houses of God have got people fighting over different things. And, and I mean the silliest of things. We need to love each other enough that it doesn't matter what is happening. We love each other more. Amen. It doesn't matter what's coming against us. We love each other more. And we come together in one mind and one accord. 
in the presence of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 16 and 13. Be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith and act like men. Be strong. Be firm in your faith. In case you haven't figured it out, the word that the Lord is stressing here is to stand in his righteousness. To stand in the things of God. Philippians 4 and 1. Therefore, my beloved brethren, whom I long to see, my joy and my crown in this way, stand firm in the Lord, my beloved. See, as we've said, evil is all around us. We've got it in the schools trying to tear down our children with the critical race theory. Yep. We've got it with the, the cancel culture. We've got it with everything you can, the immorality in this world is beyond description. Immorality has become the normal for so many. Think about it. When you sit back and you look at it, you get on, Sister Judy and I were discussing this the other day, our children will sit and watch YouTube. Our children will sit and watch some of these cartoons and they're teaching them to be disrespectful to their parents. They're teaching them that their parents are stupid and don't know anything and we're letting them watch it like it's okay. If we don't get a grip, we're going to lose our children. If we don't rise up as men and women of God and take our positions of authority in this world that God has given to us, then we're going to lose an entire generation of precious children. Amen. We have got to step in and speak out. I'm talking to myself, too. Because you get to the point, it's like, well, here we go again. But the truth of the matter is, we've got to rise up and speak. We've got to rise up and do something. We've got to rise up and take authority over the spiritual realm where these things are just going all over the place. Because in the spirit realm, we have authority. Yes. Murder, theft, I mean, you name it. The cities now where people are walking into the stores with duffel bags, I believe it was New York. Correct me if I'm wrong. But they would walk in and just load up their duffel bag and walk right back out. With all, and nobody ever stops them. That's how brazen the enemy has become. And we're sitting back and not doing anything about it. We've got to stand on what the word says. We've got to stand on truth. Stand in our protective armor that God has given us. Stand in freedom knowing that the battle is the Lord's. And when we speak the word with authority, then the Lord intervenes. Stand in the knowledge of who God is and who you are in Him. Amen. He has equipped you. We got to get our feet back on the solid ground. Too many are in the sinking sand. Too many. And there are people who get up and are sitting in the house of God. And they're standing on sinking sand and, and nobody around them even realizes it. 
notice of who is in your life and what the effect they have on your life is. Do they drag me back or do they push me forward in the things of God? Do they bring negativity into my spirit? Or do they speak words of encouragement and positivity so that I'm built up and I can build others up? Are they dragging me down or moving me forward? And that goes for things as well. Am I so focused on some things that I'm losing sight of God? Am I so focused on those things that it's pulling me away from the Lord? Doesn't matter whether it's things or people. Take note of what you've allowed in your inner circle. Amen. And set boundaries. And that's the hard part. We want to stand and we want to do what God wants us to do, but you know, but I, I don't want to hurt the feelings. You can set boundaries without hurting their feelings. You know, I'm sorry, I love you with the love of the Lord, but I just can't have this in my life anymore. Set boundaries and then stick by it. Stand firm in those boundaries. Amen. Stand your ground. If we don't rise up, once again I'll say it, we're going to lose our children. We're going to lose them. You see, we're the generation my age and some that are, you know, 50s, 60s, and up. We're the generation that they want to see out of the way. Think about that. Because we're the generation that's still holding on to the things of God. Yes, there are some young people that are, but they are going to be waves laid and broadsided if we don't stand in the gap and start teaching them how to stand. Amen. Amen. The word of God is being watered down from the pulpit. Go with the flow and don't make waves. Honey, I'm going to sink your boat. Because I'm tired of being seen people I love being shoved back and forth. Amen. People in this church. People that are in my family. People that are friends. I'm tired of seeing people in the world even. You see it on the news. They're being beaten and shoved out and being brought down and destroyed. Sink the boat. Run right over there, boat. Run over there. It is time we rise to the occasion of who we are in Christ and stand. Amen. We're going to find ourselves being pulled as you step, if you determine in your heart and in your mind and in your spirit that from today forward, I'm going to change. I'm going to be committed. I'm going to stand. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to share what the Lord lays on my heart and what he did for me. The enemy's going to come and try to distract you and pull you and take you down. And you mark my word, he's going to try it. Lord. You've got to learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. 
Encourage yourself in the Lord. Yes, Lord, that's happening and I see it, but I know you've already got it covered. I know you've always already made a way. Because guess what? He knows before you know, so he's already made it. He had an answer made and on the way. If you'll acknowledge him in the midst of that. He's going to try to distract you. He's going to try to discourage you. Keep you busy and deafen you to the noise of the world. In other words, everything is so loud and so noisy that you can't focus on God and what he's saying to you. That's where he's headed. That's what he's aiming to do, is to destroy what God is trying to do through our, his people. But we've got to be willing vessels. If we're not willing vessels, guess what? It stops there. We're his feet, hands, and mouth extended. Yes. And we've got to be willing. Know who you are. Commit yourselves. Get into the word. Take a stand. Stand and be ready for what God is going to bring in front of you for you to do for him. It's easy to get overwhelmed by the things of the world. But if you get enough of the word in you, you can encourage yourself with the word of God without ever even picking up the word. Because there's times you're out there in the midst of a situation and you don't have your Bible with you. But if you don't have it in your heart, if you don't have it buried in your heart, how are you going to encourage yourself? How are you going to break the chains that are binding someone else that's in front of you that the Lord sent you to the minister if you don't know how to walk in the authority of God? Amen. And how to handle what God has put in front of you. You see, what the Lord gave me wasn't real long, lengthy, but I believe with everything in me, it's powerful if we'll grab hold of it. Yes. Amen. I am not, I for one am not going to step back and let the enemy dictate my life or my family's life or this body's life because I'm going to go to prayer I'm going to intercede and I'm going to go to battle from there Amen. how about you we get discouraged we get beat down but by his stripes we're healed the enemy likes to put sickness on us guess what they, the doctor can tell me 24-7 you have stage 3 kidney disease and I can say 24-7 but my God heals Yes. And I don't receive that. Whoa. Pastor Doug can do the same thing. This is what the doctor says. But I don't receive that. I'm healed. Because that's what the word of God says. It doesn't matter what the symptoms are. It doesn't matter what's going on. What matters is what you've purposed in your heart. And where your faith is. I thank God for sending doctors. I do. He's caused them to have the ability to learn what they need to learn, to do what they do. But guess what? My God still brings over any word the doctor speaks. Amen. I don't care what the word is. Guess what? When you speak, your authority reigns over what the enemy is trying to do. 
So it's time to rise up and stand. I understood exactly what I felt the Lord speak to me in my spirit, and I'm not going to do anymore because when I do, I'm getting out of line, and I don't want to do that because when he anoints the word and gives it, he's done. And I just really feel in my spirit I'm supposed to give it to pastor at this point, so that's exactly what I'm going to do. Because guess what? It ain't about us, is it? It's about God. And when he says you're done, you're done. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, Lord, once obey gives. That's a strong word this morning. But it just resonates in my spirit. Satan sees your potential far, far more than you do. Yes, he does. We sometimes see ourselves as so weak, so lacking. So down and, and, and depressed that God sees you as victorious. Yes, He does. Yes, He does. Gideon was out hiding. He just kind of in the woods, hiding, trying to fresh his grain. Angel came, sit down, mighty man of valor. Yes. Gideon was looking around, going, Where? Man or woman of valor, God sent you. Yes, he does. God sent you. But there is so much God is. Yeah. 
through the motions will not suffice. It will not work. It's kind of like Joshua. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Where's your commitment this morning? I want to just give you an invitation. If you want to say Jesus today, I want to just take a stand. And I want to stand against the devil. I want to stand against this current generation. I want to stand against the sin and the evil in this world. And it may seem like a small thing, but it starts with small things. Amen. That's right. If you want to make a commitment, and I mean you're making a commitment before God, I want you to start by just standing where you're at. Just stand. Haven't done all standing. Stand there, Lord. Lord, it's a commitment to you. It's a commitment to you. Commitment to you.